Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March, and I am here this morning with Miss Meredith Deeds. Hello. God, it's been a hot minute, it's hey? It's been a second. It has. Yeah. I've missed you. I know. I miss you, too. <laughs> Although, I, I see the things that you make and your food, and I'm like, aw. So see, I feel like I see you because uh, I think about your food. And don't you wish you were at my house? I we do. Wish, be together I do. Again. I do. I do. I do. And so then I call you when Hanson is on. And to be fair, you are a lovely human because I tend to forget. To, I have you. I've had you on the list. Like I've actually <laughs> plugged you in for today, like a month ago. But I only called you or texted you two days ago. Well, that's okay. I, well, it's better than the last time you called or True. texted me, which was True. two seconds before. The, and then it didn't end up needing to right. happen. So. No, you. Were, yeah, we had uh, and. You know, frequent dishers uh, know that I had a couple of uh, snafus this summer in which I hauled my child out of his bed to come co-host <laughs> radio with me. And it worked out. But there was one time where I was like, I called you f- or I texted you first because I was like, well, you, yeah. I knew you lived kind of close to right. where we were going. Right. And then I realized, and then you didn't answer back. Like you were, you hadn't seen it or something. Yeah. I was like, I've already yanked him out of bed and we're in the yeah, car. Yeah, I know. So. By the time I got to it, he was, he was on he was his way, in. which was fine. It's, All good. And it's been good. You know what I mean? So oh, it was good. like a little mom son time. It's been, it was fun. Yeah. It was really good. And he's getting to be a cool radio guy. So, well, we'll he's see. got a great personality. So that's, a, I, and many of you dishers who, by the way, have made space to say that to me has been wonderful. And yeah. so I want to thank you for that. Yeah. But nonetheless, we do love to have a pro like yourself. Wow. You know, if you guys thank haven't you. ever heard, if you're new to the dish and you don't know Meredith, she is a prolific cookbook author. How many have you written at this point now? Uh, five. Five? And, and, and several editions of one of those. Okay, so. right, right. <laughs> so do those count? Lots of, yep, they, everything counts. Everything counts. Everything's content, everything counts. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then you are, of course, a, are you a columnist, do we call I'm, you? I'm or? a columnist. Okay, for the Star yes. Tribune. Yes. A food recipe yes. developer, consultant. I am a, I'm a, I things. am a columnist. I'm a cookbook writer. I'm a, a content creator aren't we all uh, we do all the we things all? we do all the things Seriously. to piece together a career <laughs> so and true. it's not easy like i like to say how many hustles are too many hustles never, i would actually yeah, like someone room for one more hustle. i kind of want someone to answer that for me how many hustles are too many hustles i it's true. i would have to tell you guys i did yesterday was one of those days yes talk about hustle i i literally Good did segment. one of those things where it was like okay well after and let me I could even preface it with the night before yeah. because I basically had a day of work and then I drove off to River Falls on Thursday night yeah. to go see uh the Billy Sushi you know sort of like we're going to talk about that in a minute okay. but drove to River Falls ate a bunch of fresh tuna drove home <laughs> wrote a blog till 2 in the morning went to sleep yeah. got up and then on Friday it's like I did TV I went to go see a spa you know I I nice. toured a spa I didn't Get a spa treatment. Darn. I know. Went home, <laughs> wrote a whole, wrote a blog, and then went to, um, did, wait, what did I do after that? I said, oh yeah, then I went to shoot something for wine for the Psalm Slam, and we're going to talk about Psalm Slam later this after, in the second hour. Great. And then I shot some Zoe Francois fun, you know, footage for some show. Perhaps. Fun Not, with Zoe. Yeah. And then there was, um, and then I just, I went to Fashionopolis, which was at the Four Seasons last night with the magazine, which is not as dishers know. I'm like, you know, fashion is not necessarily like. <laughs> you lead That's the, the Allie Kaplan you world, not the, the Steph March world. 
Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it was, um, and then you know, so yeah, so we stayed over at the. I stayed at the Four Seasons last night. Yeah, you guys, posh hotel, like it's as not, you might expect, a posh hotel. Right. It's it's the Four have you Seasons. Been? I have not been to this to the Minneapolis one right. yet, but I will. I will go because I've heard good things. Have you been to Mara? I haven't. I haven't. You done haven't even any done any of, of it yet, but I I will. So we did go, you know, it's like we had this whole event and then we were downstairs and, you know, we it was sort of like we, the event was upstairs and I have to say it's a hotel. So yeah. it's like, you know, like they have big old convention style rooms. Right. It was just lovely. I mean, nice. it was great. And then we, um, you know, there's, I think there was like six or 700 people there, which wow. is, I know that's a big event. It was kind of a big event and there was great fashion. Um, there was really great uh, looks, like really lovely to see diverse mm-hmm. models walking down the right. runway, all right. sizes, all colors, right. all, you know, That's genders. Terrific. I love that. I think that. I love that. I think also there's something weird now about seeing like only stick thin models walking. It's true. It's almost like an aberration. It, it, it shouldn't. It should be everyone. It should be everybody. All inclusive. Right. Because and everybody wears clothes. Well, I mean, don't they? Most of the population. <laughs> Just like everyone eats. That's why Allie has a show after us because right. everyone does wear clothes. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. why like exclude big segments of the population? Right. Who have money to spend. Right. P.S. If we're talking about business, wouldn't you want to like appeal to the most people? Yeah. Isn't exactly. that one of those things? Ex- I think. I, I think. mean, that's usually what I try to do. How it works. <laughs> So, yeah, so we, so it was wonderful to see lots of people got dressed up. We saw Lori and Julia were there. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they love, I mean, Lori loves a good fashion show. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it was fun. And they just, so we had, um, yeah, it was, uh, and then I was going to say, there's like a lot of, there were a lot of like, like people dress up to the nines attending, which was really lovely. Like some really good plunging necklines and some like. (laughs) spectacular some of the gentlemen in like really really cool outfits like i love that that's the thing is like the women like of course of course of course women can go all out and there was like you know boobs out to here and everything else but the there were some men there were some gentlemen there who had very cool like jackets that were like kind of asymmetrical cuts yes and some sweeping beautiful like long richard moody i don't know if you know moody he's he is just a very cool dude and he just had this long sort of like almost like a sweater like but it was this multicolor woven thing it was beautiful oh wonderful yeah it was wonderful so and it was and of course you know we had uh there we had a rosé room where there was <laughs> that's where I would have been the plenty of rose time. and yes. they were pouring something blue, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh, okay. And there's um there was just it was just one of those fun things. You know what I mean? It was like the right kind of moving from food to drinks to sure. seeing people, little activations here and there. Sure. Wow, it sounds like quite the event. It was good. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah. Oh well. Next time. Next next year. Next year. <laughs> Next year, it's an annual thing. But you have been know. traveling. I have. Where this give summer. us give us the lowdown on some of that. So earlier this summer, I spent a couple of weeks in um, northern Spain, yeah. which is just one of my favorite places in the world. Right. We, we were a week in San Sebastian, and I don't know if you know San Sebastian. Not really. But San Sebastian is probably, for a fact, actually, definitely one of the best food cities in the world. Oh. It spectacular. has a million Michelin starred restaurants. Arzac is. 
a very, very famous restaurant. That's true. It's the Arzac, and, right? The um, Arzac egg is a very important thing. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. And I had that. <gasps> I had the egg, and it was delightful. Um, went to Arzac um, with uh, my husband, and we the chef was there, um, Jean. 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 I don't know. Anyways, uh, Chef Arzac was there. <laughs> yes. And he... Took me around. I think he would have done it for anybody. I mean, I'm in the food business. But did you I, did you tip that you were a journalist? No, or? Well, no, it's it's a long story. But I had a friend who made the reservation for me, and she got it. Him got off. it. Okay. So, but he's like, he was just sitting there eating his lunch, you know, like <laughs> in the kitchen. I just, they took me back. Anyways, I think he, you could have walked back there. Anybody? And, anybody could be have, like, hey, he you around. Yeah. Very um, very sweet, and the and the meal was wonderful. But there's so many. And it was like one of those meals you're only going to do once because, you know, how how much of your budget can right, you allot right. to that? Yes. Because it's not. Um, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Those it's, it's, a, it's a once in a lifetime experience. And um, but there's so many other great little places. And Spain's just a wonderful. It still place is. Yeah. To enjoy small, inexpensive yes. neighborhood restaurants. Yes. You walk Very in and have a bite. It's the tapas yes. tour experience. Yes. Um, and you almost can't go wrong. And I just love Spain generally. I'm right. there. We, we've been there a few times. My husband does some work over there. So I have been lucky. Ugh. And it has been a great experience. So we were there for a couple of weeks and we were in Bilbao and um, San- Santander and and then, uh, and then later in the summer, we did a road trip, totally opposite kind of experience. <laughs> did a road trip out to Seattle to see my son, and then stopped on the way back. At, I was telling you earlier, um, in Yellowstone, where we were the only people there because of the floods. Everyone canceled their reservations. I think that's insane. It's crazy. So I like. I can't imagine Yellowstone without the throngs of the humanity. Millions of people. I mean, it's not that we were alone. alone no, but it was fifty percent capacity. Wow. 50%. And so all the things you have to do to go to Yellowstone normally, like, you know, you're, you can only go at a certain time or on a certain day or yeah. whatever yeah. that they allot you or you, whatever, however it works, you don't have to do any of that. Didn't have to do any of that this summer wow. because nobody was there. And the park was almost entirely open with the exception of Lamar Valley, which is, you know, one segment. And I was sorry it wasn't there, you know, it wasn't available, but, um, but the rest of the park was totally open and it was great. Oh my God. So much fun. Oh my god, I love that. Okay. It was a good summer. It was a good summer. It and was. now we're into fall. Now Here we're we into go. fall. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready too. Okay, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We have a great show today. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some spices. We're also gonna talk about Bosque cheesecake. Super hot trend of the moment. Uh later we have some wine chatter. We have because uh, we're gonna talk about Sam Slam coming up. And then there's a super crazy trend we're gonna dig into so we'll see we'll see well so stay tuned we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071 brought to you by makers mark hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish on my talk 1071 i'm steph march and i am here with meredith deeds this weekend yes happy to have you back i am so excited to be here now we are both i mean i don't know we are both i am like super excited for cold weather oh yeah (laughs) this is the beginning of feast season you guys because we are now able to like Turn the oven on and like hang out and just like you want oh, like yes. those deep braises and you want I'm all about like pork chops right now. It's pork crazy. Chops. I don't know why. It's pork like chops and applesauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like chutney and sage. That's to me like the sage goes with pork so well. It does. And I'm like on the very end of my sage plant, you know. And okay. so 
That's what I think about. You got to get you got to get it in there. Yeah. Those, but sage will grow for a while into the season. So yes. that's nice. Same with rosemary. Thank God. Cold. Probably should water them again. Who knows? I know. I did get a lot of use out of them this summer. That's but great. We are talking about spices because yes, this is the time. It it really is, and I think that the um I think the majority of people, me included. Uh, have a spice cabinet that has some questionably old spices in it. Yes. And when you can think back and go, did I, I, I feel like I made that dish 10 years ago and I've never ever used that spice again. Yeah. Maybe it's time for Maybe that spice time. to go. And a lot of people go through their, um, their, their pantry and their spice cabinets at, after Christmas. It's like, okay, I'm going to do a new year, new me, new spices. Um, but really now is the time because, um, you're going to do a lot of cooking in the in the fall and in the winter that use spices, and you want those spices to be fresh because spices don't last forever. You they guys, don't last forever. they don't. <laughs> no, I mean as much as we want them to. The minute a spice is ground, it its life clock starts to tick. I have, real hard. I have real loud. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a good issue, like and not an issue with what you're saying with myself because I'm like. Do I really? Because I do. I you buy a spice, and it's yes. like you have like, a, and you only use a little bit of it. Meredith, I have spices. Yes, in my in my cabinet that yes. I think I got from when I was married, and I'm no longer married. And, and that was time. That was decades ago. Let go. Let go of that spice. And like, and here's the worst thing, Meredith. I moved those bottles <laughs> twice. <laughs> That's really important to know. It does. It does happen. And what's worse is <laughs> my situation is I will think. Oh, I don't have that spice. I got to get another bottle. <laughs> and then I go through my spice cabinet and I realize I got three bottles of fennel seeds. Okay. Which one is the new one? Which one is the new one? So here. you can't tell. They don't date them. That's right. Well, they some, some do, of them do. Some, some do. do. Not all, but look for the ones that do because those are usually the high quality spices. Yeah. But um, yeah, don't be me. Uh, label your spices like you write the date that you bought it when you buy it and Oh. When you put it in just a little pen. Okay. Just, just jot that down mm-hmm. on the label. But um but really spices that are already ground a year tops. A year tops. A, really, it is. And the thing is, if you buy your spices whole, yeah. like um uh cloves or fennel or um cumin and coriander, those are my two like yeah, I cardamom I took a lot yeah. oh, of cumin and coriander. Yeah. And if you buy those spices whole and toast them and then grind them, the difference in flavor and aroma is shocking. Yeah, it is. It's shocking. I used to do that in cooking classes. I do that little experiment and then pass around the dish of the spices and people are blown away at the difference. If you grind your own, if you grate your own nutmeg. I know, I do that. Nutmeg seeds last forever. They do. They do. You just have these little nuts and they sit there forever. Then you, I mean, I don't think I will ever buy nutmeg again because I have... I have, like, actually, like, a huge jar of them. Yeah, exactly. And those do last a long time. So whole spices last three or four years. Yeah. So buy your spices whole. That's a good idea. And grind them yourself. And if you toast them a little bit, you wake up all those um, those oils. Those and oils. Those oils in it. And it really is a lot better. So, and then as far as grinding these spices, yes. what do you recommend? Because, like, I used to have an old coffee maker that I used, yeah. and that was kind of like the zip top, the zip, zip, yeah, zip. that's what I used. Do it. I mean, like, I, it's no, you don't have to go out and buy a whole new thing. You also can just, if you have a mortar and pestle, you can, you can you know, crunch you them can. yourself. It takes a little longer, but yeah. I think that's just fine. I have one. Um, but uh, really, those little, those little, uh, coffee, yeah. you know, grinders, whatever. Um, they're like, what, 
$10? Yeah, they're, maybe. They're, they're not expensive. Yeah, and you don't have to get, like, a massive one. You like, don't. All it doesn't bells have to be special. I've been using mine for, gosh, 20 years, yeah. and it's really old. But it does still work, and it's great. Yeah. And I use it all the time. And then every once in a while, like, put some raw rice in it. Oh. And zip it around, and it cleans it all out, takes all the residual oh, spice out like of the it. oils and all the things yeah, that I've gotten. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. No, That's it's a good great. thing. It's a good thing. But definitely look through your spice cabinet because now it's cooking season. We're getting to cooking season. We are. We are. We literally are. And I think about like all of those. I think every time I grab for something and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm on a tail end of that. And then the sun, you know, and this happens like kind of, you know, all winter and then I grab a new one and then I don't touch it for an enough for, you know, all summer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now I'm back in, you yes. know, like back with your cinnamon, back with your garam masala. Oh, yeah. You know, I just made some of that. Did you really? Yeah. Because in a couple of weeks, I've got a dish coming up in the Star Tribune on um, butter chicken. Oh, the butter chicken. Yeah. Do you Merv have a new McCombs. recipe or a new way of doing it? Or are you it's, just celebrating? It's more. It, it's it's a yeah, it's just a celebration of spices. It's a celebration. Actually, this last week I did a um, in in Thursday's uh, Star Tribune. I have a, a whole column on spice rub, making your own spice rubs. OK. And while you're at it, because it's the time, let's make our own pumpkin spice. Let's so let's do it. talk about that. Let's do it. Here's the thing. OK. Like, tell me. I mean, I think that we have been, I think pumpkins and pumpkin spice mm-hmm. have just been much maligned yes. because they have been put into the hands of heathens and, and Baristas. you know, <laughs> yeah, of, well, corporate coffee, you know, giants yes. who don't know what they're doing and, or exactly. they do know what they're doing, but exactly. like, don't hate on the pumpkin spice. Don't hate on the pumpkin spice because there are some great, um, there's some great things you can do with pumpkin spice. You can add it. To anything. It doesn't even have to be sweet. No. You can add it to a stew or a, or even like a red wine sauce. I'm telling you something. Red wine sauce with a little bit of pumpkin spice. If it's good pumpkin spice. So what do you if put in your pumpkin, pumpkin spice? spice? So um, cinnamon, uh, ginger, nutmeg, cloves, allspice. Allspice is, a, is, a, is an underused it's spice. It's underrated. Yep. And uh, you know what? A little bit of black pepper. You do. I like a little bit of black pepper in my pumpkin spice. Yeah. So um, there's no actually pumpkin in your pumpkin spice. Though. There's no pumpkin. There's no pumpkin. <laughs> but let's be clear about something too. There's also no sugar in your spice. There's no sugar in it, and nor should there be. The it's just a spice blend. It's like a it's like a spice rub essentially. Yeah. yeah. Only. You know, it's very specific spices that you often use for pumpkin pie. That's why. But, um, and which is why we call it pumpkin spice because people have been selling it, you know, companies have been selling it forever. Forever. And, and, and you've probably got, and you, the collective you, all of us, all probably us. have a, a jar of pumpkin spice that your grandmother gave you 20 years ago and it's still sitting in your spice cabinet. You got to let it go or memorialize it. Put it on your mantle. Yes, like, exactly. Gild it. Grandma. Gild it. Do something like that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. A little picture of grandma next to her pumpkin spice. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. Or like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like, especially cinnamon, too, you know, is something that I tend to like buy, keep buying. Yes. I'm like, oops. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, there's more cinnamon back here. I know. Oh, and, and this one's from Vietnam. Yeah, this right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Ceylon and That's all the right. things. It's so exciting. And I do love that. But yeah, it's, it's and I put cinnamon in a lot of savory dishes because it's not cinnamon sugar. It's just right. cinnamon. Right. And Giant Baby grew up thinking that cinnamon toast was just cinnamon because we didn't have the cinnamon and sugar. And then he went he over to his friend's house and I'm like, so they're putting sugar as well as cinnamon. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's so weird. Why would you do that?
I know. All right. Super weird. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We'll be right back. This is uh, Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Steph March on Weekly Dish. I'm here with Meredith Deeds. Hello. And we are, uh, Hanson is, by the way, I think, on a book signing van tour. He's a busy person right now. He's very busy. Promoting a book is no easy feat. It's not easy. And it's like, yeah, you know. I I've mean, been like, there, done that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It is a and lot of work. You can either put in the work or not put in the work. But, but if you'd like, like to sell the book, if you, you actually <laughs> want to sell the book, put in the work. Yeah. She's done a lot of signings yes. and I think she has plenty more to come. Yep. And uh, of course, she will be signing at Cookbook Swap, which is October fifteenth. Remember, fun. I know. Have you been yet? Have you come? I, I can't not, remember if I'm you thinking, have. I've got a. If you want I'm, to donate some, that, I have so many cookbooks I could donate. I'll come pick them up from you. Oh, that's great. We'll okay. figure that out. Okay. That'll be a way to get you to have a cocktail with me. That's oh, that's a great idea. And I'll bring and them. maybe some cheesecake because guess what, guys. We're going to talk some cheesecake. Yes, we are. So I don't know if everybody knows like the, I I feel like it was earlier this year or last year, even maybe that the trend for the burnt topped cheesecake, the Basque cheesecake really started. I'm not even sure when it all pumped, but man, the Instagrammers love it because it's a new look to something. And plus, let's be clear. When you take a picture of cheesecake, (laughs) you're either a pick like showing something that's just sort of a color. Yes. Or you're in back in the 1980s. It's so, you know, very true. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So Bosque cheesecake is something that is, um, it basically looks like it's got a burnt crust. It does. And the thing about it is, so, um, as I was saying in, uh, earlier that I was in Northern Spain. Mm -hmm. So Basque cheesecake is kind of original. Originated in San Sebastian. I yeah. told you it was a food city. Yeah. Everything is from San Sebastian. That's good. Um, and it is the easiest cheesecake you'll ever make. It's absolutely the easiest. And it's also probably the best cheesecake. Um, it has no crust. So I know. And some might think they're going to miss the crust, but they're not going to miss the crust. I don't. I don't need a crust on my cheesecake. It's it's not. It's not. I just don't. It's not critical. And, and in this cake, there's really only like four major ingredients and and you can maybe put a couple more in, but you don't need to. And they don't, it's just cream cheese, sugar, eggs, and cream. That's it. And that's really it. Now I I add a little bit of salt, obviously, because I add salt to everything. And if you want to put a little vanilla in it or bourbon, you, or (laughs) they don't do that. They don't. That's weird. Why would they not do that? Well, why wouldn't you? What's stopping them? (laughs) But all you do is you zip those ingredients up in your food processor and then you pour it in. What? Really? I know. And, but Here's the thing. You pour it into a parchment paper lined and and the parchment paper kind of overflows. Overflows, overlaps. That's sort of the signature look because everybody is doing it the way a restaurant in in San Sebastian does it. It's called Lavinia and it's the place that made this famous. famous. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and they have they have you walk into that restaurant and there's like. Every open counter space they have in that restaurant is filled with these cheesecakes. Oh, my God. It's, like, incredible. And um, if you look on my Instagram, if okay. you look back, you'll yeah. see that cheesecake yeah. and, uh, and and how delicious it looks. So <clears throat> I'm doing it. So this Thursday, there'll be a column in the Star Tribune, my column in the Star Tribune, um, and it, it's going to feature this cheesecake. Um, and you're going to see how quick and easy it is to make. And then you cook it. 
like we're all used to cooking our cheesecake. We're used to babying our cheesecake. Like right? water bath. We like put it all in a wa- the like watching it. out for the things and yeah. <laughs> we put it in a what we, we we line our we line our uh, uh um pans Forms, with yeah. with foil so the water doesn't get in it. Yeah. We put it in a water bath, we put it in a, a slow oven, a real low oven so we don't hurt it and um and then we take it, we let it sit there for a while so we don't shock it. Coming out of the little warm oven, we treat it like little tiny babies. Yeah, and I little don't tiny babies. I'm over that. But the, the basque don't do that. No, they're, they're like, like they're like throw. I'm going to throw you in to teach you how to swim. Let's I, go. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is putting a floaty on this. No, cheesecake. this cheesecake. No one is no. going to do it. So um, they throw it in a super hot oven for like there are recipes out there that range from 500, like from 425 to 500 degrees. Right. And it gets a very dark crust on the outside of it. Um, not even a crust, just a just a. Uh, it's a deep, a, yeah. It's, it's a, a deeply browned, deeply like browned on the outside. Yeah. It's um, not burnt the per top. se. I mean, as because the name there's the other name for this is burnt cheesecake. Oh, tarta de queso. Tarta de queso is the Spanish name. Yeah. Um, but but here you see a lot of people, and that just means uh, cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, I was gonna say that's. And so, a cake that's of right. cheese. <laughs> and uh, and but here sometimes people call it burnt cheesecake right. because it looks burnt. It does not taste burnt. the The darkness gives it a caramelization that has such a deep flavor. And then the inside. Here's the trick to it, though. Okay, right. Um, you when you pull it out, it looks still like it's still jiggly. It's oh, it jiggly. is. It oh, is. yeah. Like that one inch around the edge might be set, and it should be set, <laughs> but in the middle, it's still pretty jiggly. And then um, they don't serve it cold there. You can serve it cold. I like it cold. I yeah. like it both ways um, at room temp and cold. But there, they just let it cool to room temp, and then they cut it. And the inside is ultra creamy. I mean, not just like it. It looks. It looks almost like a mousse or a pudding almost in the inside. It's it's a little more set than a pudding, but it has because a, you can still cut it. It doesn't. It's not supposed to like it. lava cake it's not or anything. Gonna, it's not going to fall out. Okay. You can still cut it, but when you do cut it, like the outside, like the slice bows a little bit because it's 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 just creamy in the middle. And so, okay, so to get the brown top, this deeply brown, yeah. it looks like brown sugary top. Do you put sugar on the no, top? No, no, no. You just pop it into a hot oven. It's got sugar in it. And, and that's what's caramelizing. from all the But it's not burning through. It's just the top layer. No, it's that's just burning. a very little, wow. little tiny bit of the top that burns through. Um, How do you... It doesn't, and I don't want to say burned because it's not burning. It's, it's not. Just, it's just caramelizing the outside. Okay, because this one, so Serious Eats, you know, which is... Yeah, uh, you know, I love Serious Eats. Yeah, they're great. But they say sprinkling the surface of the batter with sugar oh. before baking helps achieve a deep they browning. They are just trying to make things more difficult. They are? I mean, what is up, they my friends? They don't do that in Spain. I bet they don't. This Does is super sink? easy. Is that... Because the picture that they have kind of has like the center is sunken a little bit, it looks like. Um... It is, it, it can, I guess, a little, mine didn't really, mine didn't, mine doesn't sink too much, just maybe a little bit, but, but it is so fast. I'm literally, I'm telling you yeah. that you can make this cheesecake and get it into the tin in five minutes. What? So they're saying, and these guys were saying to chill the batter before you put it in. And come you're on, saying, seeds, come on. I know. That's weird. It's not like them to get out fussy. It, but, well, you know what? I do love serious seeds, but they really do. Um, you know, yeah. they, they can they can sometimes uh, 
make uh, a recipe a little a little more complex. I know. But in this case, I'm telling you, and I promise this is true, um, you pop everything in the food processor, you whirl it up, you pour it into a the parchment paper lined tin, and you uh, bake it for 35, 40 minutes in a very hot oven, and you pull it out, and you just set it on your counter on a rack, on a cooling rack, you don't even take it out of the tin. You, in fact, you shouldn't. Don't. <laughs> and um, and let it cool in that tin. And, you know, it, it's literally, it's such an easy thing Are to make. Are you doing the so spring form pan? A spring form pan. Okay, okay. Yes. And you're saying, like, leave, like, a couple of inches of the parchment overhanging. Yeah, so it's like, you, if you buy... It's like yeah. a flower. Like, it's sort of like petals. It is. You know? So you overlap two big pieces of parchment paper so it covers the entire thing. Yeah. And then it all cooks in there, and then you can just peel the parchment paper back and cut it. But the parchment paper gives it a really fun presentation. I think so, too. Because it gets crispy. It gets it browned. Does. It's it kind does. of pretty that way. It does. Oh, my word. And in my column, I kind of give you all the hints and tips and... uh and make it even easier for you to do, but it is um, it is the fastest, quickest, easiest, most delicious dessert. It's just wonderful. How one other thing is like, how long do you think it's does it take to cook? Like what? Like what are we saying? I'm saying 35, 35? 45 minutes. Okay, depending you know on your the size of your pan and right whatever. But um and but it's it's they don't eat it with anything so they don't put a sauce on it no no and, and, and this is a very much an experience of these four ingredients so you're really going to taste the the cream cheese and the you know it's 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 just a celebration i this is like cheese. right and this is the thing is like i kind of um i i don't want i don't need like when they're when there's so many flavors and yeah. so many things it's sort of like you lose that idea of that sort of tangy creaminess. Exactly. Do you have a favorite cream cheese? Like, do you use Philadelphia? Philadelphia? I okay. use Philadelphia. All right. I mean, I don't even know. Is there another option? Neufchatel? I don't Neufchatel. know. Neufchatel. Right? No, that's a, that's a lower fat cream cheese. I know. You don't want. You don't want that. You don't want to mess with that. No, you're about to put a cup and a half of cream in it, for goodness sakes. So <laughs> I don't think you're you looking know what's for the good low for fat you. experience. If you know it's good for you, you're <laughs> no, putting that. full fat. This is not a yes. moment where uh, you're going to skimp. Because it is so simple, and when things are simple, you just use the best, and you, and you, uh, and you enjoy it. So bon appetit, and because this is what I do, like compare other yeah. people's recipes. Bon it appetit puts a little vanilla in it, right? They just sort of, uh, and you can. I yeah, like that. they I like do that. their stand mixer paddle attachment, and then they're like. Um, oh, they have like a couple. I like, think the food processor is mm. even better. I do too. I was just gonna say it. Seems like that might be your it better. It really gets a nice smooth um, yeah. texture, and I do like vanilla extract in it. Uh, some people put a little flour in it. Um, they put like a third of a cup of flour. A lot of people just put like a tablespoon, and that just kind of helps uh, smooth out the texture a little bit. Sure. And um, and so it's it's it doesn't. But the main ingredients are just those four, and then you can add a few other little things here and there. Yeah, cream um, cheese, which I do. sugar, eggs, heavy cream. Yeah, and then- I like a little vanilla in it. I think it highlights the flavor, but not much. It shouldn't. It doesn't taste like vanilla. So you're not putting flour in yours? I do you- put a little. Okay. I, do, I don't put a third of a cup, but no. but I, I put a little bit in. And so um, King Arthur Flowers recipe, of course, has flour in it because that would be it does, ridiculous. That's, why they, that's yes. why they do it. That's why they're there. But um, but yeah, no, I encourage you. And could you serve it with fruit or something? Absolutely, sure. you could. This, it, I mean, you don't need to, and that's kind of the point. But but it is a wonderful 
Um, it, it is certainly a wonderful vehicle for any of your favorite fruit sauces or compote for in the winter and in the fall. We're getting into like stewing our dried fruits and things. Yeah. Um, with spices that spices. are fresh. Spices, um, fresh spices. <laughs> spices. And, uh, and you could certainly serve it with anything that you like with cheesecake, but <sighs> try a piece, try a bite without it. I love it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we do have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. And let me remind you that the Ask Meredith portion of the show is really important because this is a woman who has cooked a lot of recipes and knows like tricks and tips and fails and wins and all that stuff. I've failed once or twice. She's done some good stuff. So, (laughs) you know, tee up the phone calls, you guys. (laughs) 651-641-1071. We will be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. So if you have some cooking questions, you have restaurant recommendations you need, you need a little help with uh, anything, you got, we, we're here to help. It's 651-641-1071. That is the, uh, that's the number to call if you want to give. Meredith has a lot yeah. of knowledge. Well, hey, call and try to stump the chump. I yeah, mean, right? Not, it's right? not that hard, really. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Um, oh, we actually have someone who is calling in the room. So. I know, and it's funny because like I think a lot of you guys like listen to other people call and then you're like, Oh yeah, I need to ask something too. Don't worry, we've got time. Like, we you can know, call and plus us. we can answer we you know in other parts of the show as well. So um but we are uh we're just a wealth of knowledge. Okay, we have Cindy on the line, I believe. Cindy, are you there? Yeah, we are I know that was fast, Lexi. Cindy, are you there? <laughs> I am. Oh yes. hi, what can we do for you today? Well, I'm interested in wanting to make um, crab cakes, oh. and I want to know, you know, how I can make them crispy and fluffy. And then the other thing I want to make, and I keep trying to make it, are like the. Um, I, 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 we went to Howard Fong's a closing, and they had um, Asian green beans. Oh, and I was wondering how I can make those so those are crispy or lighter. Okay, so I think you mean David Fong's. You went to David Fong. Yeah, okay. I always call it Howard. <laughs> I know Howard. I was like Howard yeah. Fong's. Um, <laughs> kind of the blistered. The, yeah. So let's start with crab cakes. Okay. So crab okay. cakes for me, mm-hmm. and I make these usually. I don't know why I make them in spring, but I do. Yeah. And oh, I've made okay. them for like people's birthday cakes oh. instead because they want something savory. And I make them nice. little things. For me, I make Ocean Air style crab cakes, which. They uh, use lump meat crab. Yes. That's kind of important. Yes. And here's the deal. I'm not someone who wants a shredded, weird patty. I want a baseball crab cake, right? Me too. I do the exact same thing. Cindy, are you looking for that same kind of gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, in my mind, if you're going to make crab cakes, make the best crab cakes you can. absolutely. Because it's going to cost, even if you make crummy crab cakes, it's expensive. Yeah, it's going to be a bummer. make good crab cakes. So buy a can, you can find lump meat crab at... I think they have it at Lund's and Byerly's. I think they do, okay. and and I think they might have it in a can. Yes, and sometimes like Phillips crab meats, you can see in the like the refrigerated section yep. of the okay, seafood good. area. And but get lump. That's the key. Lump is the key. And then okay. basically, the thing I want to tell you is, however you do it, you mix it with a little a little bit of bread, not so much like in a bowl. Yeah. You want to get in a little bit of like chives, and you want to get in a little teeny tiny bit of like celery, maybe Man- or a little bit of. Mayonnaise. A lot of mayonnaise. A Not a lot of mayonnaise. mayonnaise. But you yeah. want to make a dressing. I usually do the dressing with like creme fraiche. Like a remoulade. Yeah. And then I yeah. throw some 
like chopped shallots in there. I have a recipe that I can put up on the show page yeah, if you're okay, interested. Yeah, I'll watch for that. Yeah, and but the thing is, I want to tell you is very important. When you have your mix, you want to lightly toss. You don't want to break down those lump crab pieces. Yes. You want it very, very gently. Very you mix everything together, yeah. and at the very end, yeah. you you fold in your crab. Yep. And then, oh, um, okay. and then let very it sit end, in your refrigerator okay. for like a half an hour or an hour. Yeah. Because then whatever, like you don't want to put a ton of bread in there. Right. No, not very you don't much want, at all. Like for me, I like to put in like, um, I crush up uh, like Ritz crackers, a little bit of Ritz crackers because it tends to dissolve in yeah. there a little bit. Oh, yeah. okay. And then, and then I line the, the sheet pan with some crackers. So you just set it on there so it doesn't stick. Okay. But, um, but then I put that in the, re- I put the mixture before I form those big old, uh, baseballs. Yeah, baseball yeah, size crab cakes. I put it in the refrigerator so it gives a chance for the cracker to hold it together and and okay. that's really helpful. Then you don't have to use so much. Yeah, no, it's then great. You just use a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, that's old base seasoning, mayonnaise, mayonnaise, lemon, shallots. Yeah, shallots, it's good. Whatever. But and the key is to just when you're cupping them, I think of like I make a baseball size between my two hands yeah. and I just sort of like gently cup them. Yeah. And then you put okay. them down and if they kind of fall a little bit, so be it. You know, I They'll bake stick mine. To, I do too. I bake mine. I yeah. don't like to put it because because again, you know, you don't want to have to put all that filler in there that holds it together. Yeah. It's better to bake it. Bake it. it. Bake it. And bake so it. yeah, it's the, that's the oh my gosh. Let's I know. let's go from here and make crab. Cakes. I know we will. Okay, and now your blistered so beans. Quick, how long do you bake it and at what temp? Um I feel like I feel like it's not a long time. It is not like forever. No, it's like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, like okay. a, like maybe and I'm like three seventy five or four hundred somewhere in there. Yeah, you want to you don't you don't yeah. want to bake them for too too long. They're going to get browned and they're going to be delicious. Okay. But it's all critical. It's like the ingredients get that get that good lump crab. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. I will go with that. Everyone's asking at my house for those. Okay. And okay. then the other one was the Asian green beans. So that is actually kind of simple. It They're is. really. You, it's all you're doing is you're frying. You're like basically you can saute them over high heat. You basically, yeah. if you have, if you have a wok, that's what you would yeah, be you doing. Can use a wok, you or would you use, can a, use a skillet. Yeah, and you can use some sesame oil you and can? just put okay. your raw green beans into your skillet. Yeah, and you're tossing them around in the sesame oil. Absolutely, and, and then finish them. We'll put a little salt. You can you can like um, a lot of restaurants put a make a soy sauce thing, but hoisin. You can you want hoisin, a little oyster sauce or hoisin? Gochujang, okay, yes, great on it as well. Super it's the true. Korean uh, chili paste. It's, it's got a little sweetness. It's yeah. nice. Um, but often I just use the sesame oil and uh-huh. I just hit hit it with a little flaky salt at the end, so and se- they are delicious. Yeah. And sometimes even just like little a little like splash of sesame seeds is kind of oh, a nice yeah, addition. That is also very good. Yeah. Yes. And then just to clarify, just real quick, how much sesame oil? I, you know, I tend to put too much in. Like a tablespoon of sesame oil, depending on how many green beans you have. But here's the key. You got to heat up. Yeah, it's got to get hot. You got to heat up the skillet before the sesame oil goes in and then keep it hot. Don't be afraid of the heat. This is the thing you do on high. We call it blistered green beans because we're blistering the bejeevers out of them. Okay. Great. Okay, this is exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. All really right, Cindy, thanks for calling. Thanks, Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Bye. Um, okay, lots of good stuff. So 651-641-1071 if you want to call in, if you yeah. have any other questions. Cindy was a happy customer. I, I know. I feel, like we, I feel like we did the things we needed to do yeah, there. We did. We can help you, too. I Just know. There's, I mean, I don't know. What are you guys going to make today? It feels like today is, like, the first, like, it's kind of cloudy. Maybe you're into oh, yeah. chili. Maybe yes. you're thinking, like, 
do a beef bourguignon tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Don't you think that's what this weekend is Julia wanting? Child's beef bourguignon. Dig in, yo, and like yeah. go to the market and like start your list. You need some red wine. You need some good beef. Yes. Not even great beef. Get two bottles of red wine. Get two bottles it's of red Julia's. wine. Yeah. Come on. You're, you're I know. Julia's. What we had a, um, a caller earlier. She had to go, though, but Marie wanted to ask about how you toast spices since you guys were talking about spices oh, earlier. You, you know what? Oh, you, thanks, Lexi. Good, mm-hmm. good question. You yeah. heat up a dry skillet. And you put your spices in there and you uh, shake the skillet while you're toasting them over medium high heat. Mm-hmm. And you do it for um, 30 seconds a you minute until you really yep. smell until you smell it. But they're not burnt. So it's just it's, a, it's about a minute, maybe less. And then you pop it right into your grinder and you grind them warm. And the oils, oh, those vibrant so oils, oh, volatile oils. Oh, they're so they the aroma is beautiful. Perfect. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back for that second hour of Weekly Dish.